with Tyson Bryden. Welcome to Nonstop Rock Talk. I am your host, Tyson Bryden. Today, I'm very happy to welcome Griffin Tucker of Griffin Tucker and the Real Rock Revolution. Griffin, how's it going, man? I'm doing very well. How are you, Tyson? I'm very well, thank you. Now, right off the bat, I read a couple quotes, and the first being from Katy Perry. She stated, you remind me of a young Paul McCartney. The second from Lionel Richie, he stated, is this what you do at 15? I'm afraid of you. That's pretty, that's pretty insane. Um, I mean, that's some pretty serious compliments. Um, I assume that was said when you appeared on American Idol. Definitely, yes. That must have blown you away when you hear things like that from such prominent artists. I mean, it's it's really, it's just surreal, not only to be able to, you know, be in the same room as them, but just to get to perform and share, you know, this gift I've been given to them yeah. um, and for them. It's really just, it's just, it was surreal just to get those such kind words from from people like them it was it was amazing i watched that today i had never seen it i i have to admit i usually don't watch american idol because i'm i'm more of a kind of a rocker guy and um, right but the looks on their faces as they were watching you do that paul mccartney (laughs) song on the piano and i was blown away i was like oh he's gonna play the piano because i was expecting singing a guitar or something like that and i was like wow that is amazing thank you most welcome. Now, you were also on The Voice. And, I mean, to me, carrying yourself at such a young age really says a lot about your confidence level and how you feel about your skills as a musician. That was... But was there any nerves at all going into either one of those shows? Nerves? I think the way that nerves are for me is I really have them before I go on stage. Like, when I'm just kind of backstage, I'm just kind of, the anticipation, just the waiting, the what what could go wrong at this, you know, at this particular event or whatever. It's all it's always before, but once I get up there, and I start playing, and I start singing, and I kind of start that conversation with the audience, and the energy builds up, it's just like, yeah. it's, just, it's just a different feeling, and it's just, it just puts me, it puts me at peace once I start playing, so. Definitely beforehand, like, especially... Especially like once you arrive on set to something like The Voice, yeah, it's like jumping through your TV screen. You're just like, oh my gosh, this place that like actually exists, and now I'm like standing here and I'm about to walk through those doors. It was really, it was really crazy, but yeah, it was very nerve wracking. That's cool. Now you played drums in a Beatles tribute band at the age of eight, and after that, you were doing full makeup in a Kiss tribute as Paul Stanley. But you also had to do Aces parts, and this is what your dad stated. And he stated you were Paul Freely, which ironically is Aces' real name. Man, that's crazy, and <laughs> I love it. Um, tell me about what was being played in your house in terms of music as you were growing up. This, I mean, there must have been a lot of rock music. Definitely. Uh, when, I, when I started, I actually started listening to music when I was six months old. I uh, I was stuck in the hospital when I was really really young because I had this condition called RSV. It's uh, it's a respiratory disease, and if you have it when you're older, you can like you know cough the stuff out of like your respiratory system. But when you're six months old, you don't really know how to cough it out. So I was just in just a lot of pain and like tubes down my throat. It was really just like disgusting and not pleasant. But the only thing that would ever calm me down was listening to classical music through Baby Einstein. I would listen to Bach, 
Beethoven, Mozart, and wow. I was just taken by I was taken by the melodies, the counterpoint, the arrangement. You know how how everything is so full, but there's no vocals. It's just all these wonderful sounds, and I really just got an appreciation for for an, for a good arrangement. And um, when I first started listening to rock, I was about three years old. Uh, when my mom started playing uh, the Beatles radio in the car. And the first song I remember really being taken by was, uh, was Obla Dee Obla Da. It, w- it wasn't like brass or it wasn't, you know, strings or woodwinds. It was pianos and guitars and drums and vocals. It was just new sounds that I was, I was really, I really just loved. And ever since then, I've been listening to all these class rock bands that my mom and my dad have, you know, Led me on to like ACDC, Kiss, Led Zeppelin, Queen, Aerosmith, all the all the great classic bands, and uh, that's def- I definitely got my music taste majority from my mom and my dad. That's cool. Now, are you a big Kiss fan? I have to ask because I'm a big Kiss fan myself. Yeah, I love Kiss. I mean, you know, I was in that Beatles tribute band, and I, I really, you know, studied the music. I, yeah. I really love them. Yeah, that's cool. Now, I went on your website today. And the first picture that appears is a shot of you with a Gibson double neck. It was so cool because, of course, that just kind of paints picture memories of Jimmy Page. Now, as a guitar, like, so you play everything, and we're going to get to that. But as a guitar player, what is Jimmy Page one of your main influences? Jimmy Page, there was always something about him that people always describe him as... Sloppy, but not too sloppy. It's it's got character. It's got soul. It's not it's not so perfect that it's just a bunch of notes and it's like you know it tells a story because there's a little bit of character to it. And I've always I've always admired first of all the way he writes riffs. I mean, over the hills and far away. I mean, the ocean. Yeah. Um. All these all these great songs, and I I've always looked up to him. Yeah. Um, in terms of guitar players, are there other guys that you listen to? I mean, my first band was the Beatles, so George Harrison and the way he really played the song really inspired me. Uh, Paul McCartney, um, Angus Young, Ace Fraley, uh, Brian May, a lot of great, a lot of great, great artists. Players. Eddie Van Halen, of course. Yeah, great players. Now, now in terms of drummers, who do you who do you admire? My first drumming love, my the first like drummer that one that you know gave me the the passion to want to start playing drums was Ringo. Ringo, I, I saw the first uh, the first Ed Sullivan show that they appeared on, uh, like on a DVD that I was I was given and I watched and he's just so he's just like bobbing his head and he's just so just so you know joyous when he's up there playing the drums. I was like, I think I want to do that. And so, I, of course, I started a Beatles tribute band, so I just got to know all of all of his playing, and of course, he just perfectly plays for the song. Yeah. And he was he was so inventive. He loved using his toms and loved coming up with different patterns. And it was really it was really just a good start for me to to start listening to him. But nowadays, the drummer that's really kind of taken over as far as my influence and how I play is John Bonham. Yeah. John Bonham really just he just changed the game. And people, I mean, he died so, he, he had so much more to give, but even with how much he gave us in that short, maybe 12 years with Zeppelin, 
he really he really just came up with so much and he put so much out there and it was so it's it's so incredible just to get to dive into all the different things that he did just to get to match the music that he was playing but also be his own person and make his own statement in the world it was it's really just incredible just listening to him yeah i mean listening to zeppelin to me i always break it down in two parts it's john paul jones and john bonham together and then jimmy and robert because it's like there's two different things going on you know what i mean definitely absolutely now um do you admire i mean his kick is john bonham's kick and it's unbelievable that he does that with one pedal Absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I'm actually, I was actually in the Beatles tribute band called the Battle of Evermore, and the first instrument that I played in that band was drums. Yeah. I've, I've since then moved to guitar, but uh, this, uh, I, I played drums, and really, it, it takes a lot of dexterity, stamina, studying, a lot of homework, um, to really be able to pull off something like a two-hour or three-hour show right. playing all Zeppelin and really doing it justice. It's really it's really a big task. And, and of course, Zeppelin played for... They toured for months at a time, and it was... It's really... It's, it's, un, it's almost unfathomable and, you know, incredible that he was able to do it for as long as he did. It was, it's really incredible. Yeah, it's unreal. Now, before we talk about your latest work, I must ask, there is a video, the video I saw on YouTube of you performing a song entitled Light It Up from your debut album, Believe It, and you're playing all the instruments in the video. I got asked, how old were you in that video? In that video, I probably would have been, let me think, that would have been 2017, I think, so I probably would have been 15. 16, somewhere around there. And, I mean, the part that took me was how mature your vocals sounded. Oh, thank you. I was just like, I was like, okay, he looks young, and I'm like, but listen to that voice. It's like, it's like of somebody who's like a seasoned, you know, like a guy who's been playing for the last 20 years. I just thought that was amazing. And then to see you doing all the instruments, and I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> it actually worked. Funny you should mention that. It actually worked against me, uh, my, my mature vocals. Because um, when I went on The Voice, of course, the way blind auditions work is they're, they're turned away. So they're just listening to the vocals, and they're just listening, you know, with their ears and not with their eyes. So I went up there and I played Heartbreak Hotel as a 14-year-old. I don't really know how to relate to Heartbreak Hotel as a 14-year-old. Right. So I went up there and I played the song. You know, it was it was good. But, you know, no one turned because they were just like, oh, this this guy's like, what, in his 20s and he, and he doesn't know how to relate to this song? They turn around they're like, oh, my gosh, this kid is 14. I, I, I had no clue. And it, it worked against me, but they, they were re they were really nice once they turned around. And they were just like, wow, if we would have known, yeah, we, we probably would have turned for you. It was, it, was, it was crazy. That's amazing. Now, um, I mean, the drums on the intro on Believe It were killer. I'm watching that video, and I'm going, oh, man. I was like, okay, there's like playing drums, and then what you did on there, it's like, okay, this guy sounds, again, it sounds like, okay, he's played for like 20 years. You know, like, it was it was unbelievable. And, I mean, I'm a musician myself, so I when I see stuff like that, I just it just blows me away. Thank you so much. And that's, um, 
I mean, that's a good, and the song is great too. So, and the videos look good. And and again, you were probably around the same age. I take it on that one too. Yes, Slotted Up and Believe It were on the same EP. And with Believe It, I really, I really wanted to push that song to its limits because I knew that was going to be my song about how I feel about rock and roll and how I feel about music and how it affects me. And I wanted to put, you know, I wanted to start off with a drum solo and I wanted to put a bass solo in there and a guitar solo and a breakdown and I wanted to have a big catchy chorus and I'm really, I'm really happy with how that turned out. I think that's, I think that's the one that really, if there's any song of mine that gets stuck in my head, it's probably that one. I'm really happy with that one. And you wrote, you write all your own stuff. All your own material. Yes, I, I write all my music, and my mom writes uh, the majority of my lyrics. We work together on, on most of my songs, and uh, it's it's re- it's really awesome just to get to you know work with her. Just because I've never really had um, a drive or a natural just like urgence to to want to create lyrics. Yeah, because the way with music, it just kind of flows out. It needs to come out. Like I hear stuff, and I need to put it down on a voice memo. Whereas with lyrics, it's it's very much just like just laborious and just like ah, well this rhymes and like this is a, this is an okay concept. But my mom is really good at writing lyrics. She's actually a lawyer for her day job, so she's really really she's good, good with words. words. <laughs> yes, and um, us together. I mean, I'm I'm really happy with with the songs that we've we've made together. So in terms of her words, putting them to melodies, is she good at that too, or do you guys kind of collaborate on those melody parts? We definitely collaborate on melodies. Um, she'll she'll usually give me some words after I've basically I'll I'll put a song idea in a voice memo. At some point I'll come back to it and fully arrange it, put bass, drums, whatever you know, put whatever to it, and then I'll then I'll give it to my mom and I'll say, okay, this is this is a song idea. This is like a verse and a chorus. You let me know what this makes you feel, how this makes you feel, and what type of lyrics would reflect that. So she gives me something, and then we'll, we'll it'll just be like ideas, just like here's here's some you know here's some sans ideas, some rhyme ideas, and then we'll we'll start brainstorming, and then we'll put melodies to it, and if it fits with the cadence of the song, then we'll keep rolling with that, rolling with that. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it takes a lot. Believe it was very much just like it all just kind of came just like that, and that's and I think the best songs are just like that because they just flow out and it's just natural. But uh, it's a very cool process to get to write a full song. Now, would you would you tell your mom that you don't like something? My mom will tell me if she doesn't like something. So I definitely I definitely tell her if if I if I'm just not feeling anything. I mean that's 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 just the the way that. It works with the creative process. Is you're yeah. going to, there's always trial and error, yeah. and you're always going to try different riffs, and you're going to try different melodies or lyrics, and some are going to work, and some of them won't. That's just how it goes. And if something just doesn't vibe, um, and if something just doesn't work for in the moment, then you can always save it for later. Um, I know Gypsy Woman. I made the riff two years ago, actually in 2019. And it was, I thought the riff was okay. It was just, you know, just a rock and roll riff. It was okay. But I just left into my voice memos. I came back to it, you know, sometime, you know, sometime during this this past year. And I came back to it and I was like, okay, 
I, I can kind of groove to this. I'll, I'll put some I'll put some drums and bass to this, and so it's it's a very it's a very weird and difficult process of really kind of loving what you make. That's cool. Now, do you do everything at home? Like in terms record, of recording. Yeah, I don't really record. Um, like I don't. The final products are not recorded at home, um, with with very few exceptions. Like uh, my Christmas covers that I did like a while ago, I did at home. The twelve string on some kind of love song, I actually did at home. All the drums actually for Believe It, I did at home. Wow. But the majority, like especially in my newer stuff, I do I do outside my house. But I do, I do write like all, I do record like all my demos at my house because I have all my instruments and I have like GarageBand on my iPad, which I'm talking to right now. Um, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really it's really cool just to get to make it at home and really kind of sink into the depths of the song and see what it could be, what it shouldn't be, um, and then going into the studio and really kind of going from there and, and and then feeling it from there as well. It's 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 you know. It definitely takes a while. Well, I wanted to ask, you mentioned Gypsy Woman. Um, it's kind of a heavy track, but I, I really dug the guitar tone. Um, what did you use on this song? I mean, guitar and amp-wise. It, it's very easy to hear what the guitar is doing. It resonates really well. This song, I played uh, I played my Les Paul, the Les Paul that I've been playing for, for the majority of my shows now. Um, and for my amps, there's actually two two tracks on either side of the stereo. Yeah. On the left, it's it's two of me, which is one's a Vox AC30, and one is a Marshall. It's a Marshall that uh, our studio guy Alex had. Um, and on the right, it's two tracks of uh, Patrick Smith on rhythm guitar, which were I'm trying to remember. I think it was a Soldano and a Marshall. Oh, um, that's a good comment. And also, which which was really cool, um, we had, uh, our our studio guy had, had um, he had a bass six, a Fender bass six. So there's six strings, but it's basically a baritone guitar. And uh, Patrick played through that in addition to his guitar, so it kind of made it really just kind of heavy and just kind of I don't know sludgy, just kind of like sloppy almost, but uh, really gave it some character. And I, I really I'm really happy with how the guitars turned out so yeah yeah like i said it stands out as soon as you hear it you go oh that's that's that is kind of why i had to ask because um in terms of tone like that you don't you don't hear that a lot in songs anymore yeah i mean i i love going through big amps and i love tube amps and they're just it's just a different sound and i just love it so you you have to record through it that's true now the new single getaway what a killer song. Love the riff. Um, and, and there's certain parts of that riff, and I'm listening to it, and I go, that reminds me of something. And it was actually Big Gun by ACDC from the last Action Hero soundtrack. And I'm like, it's, it doesn't sound like a ripoff, so don't think that. It's just, it, okay. it reminded me of that, right? plagiarism. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not accusing you of that. So. Right. <laughs> Tell me about no, this No, I mean... I, I wear my influences on my sleeve, and of course, ACDC has been one of my biggest influences for the longest time. And I, I love I love that type of Phil Rudd type of just like just that slight swing that he has, but it's not too obvious, and it's just a groove that I love. Um, and I definitely I definitely have listened to that song. I definitely love that song, but I definitely wanted to change it up a little bit because I, I actually came up with the riff just like not even thinking about it. Like, it just kind of came out, and then I listened to the song, and I was like, okay, 
well, I, I need I need to avoid sounding, you know, too similar to this, yeah. but also, you know, paying homage to, you know, one of my favorite bands. So I was kind of treading that, that fine line. Fine so. line. So no one comes back to you and says, hey. Hey. <laughs> you stole our song. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, that's cool. <laughs> now, tell me about the real rock revolution. So on this album, you mentioned that you had another guitar player on, on one side. So who besides yourself is in the band? The Real Rock Revolution is comprised of Patrick, Patrick Smith on rhythm guitar, Joshua Sloan on the drums, and Cameron Cianelli on the bass. And they're all as talented as they are as musicians. They are just as good as people. And that's really, that's really was one of the big things that I have been looking for in creating this band. Because... I I really it really makes me so sad when these really great musicians have just a big like ego and they're just you know they're they're really just kind of stuck up about their abilities and they're kind of jaded especially if they've been if they've been playing for a while. But the thing with the guys in this band is they're just they're just so so passionate about music and, and they're just you know joyous and they're just so happy to just be playing music and it just. Eliminates all the drama within the band, and it's just it's just having fun. Oh, and I've it's it's really just been a blast just to get to play with these guys and to create these two songs, Gypsy Woman and Getaway. With these guys, they've really, really, really made a big difference. And with these two songs, um, in, in being different to my other songs, with my other songs, I did all the instruments and I did them like one at a time. Like I go in and I do drums first, and then I do bass. And then I do guitar, and there's just kind of like an energy that kind of gets lost through the right. process. But when you're all in the room, and you're all playing your own instruments, and you're all looking at each other, it's just a different energy. It's that live energy that I, I love. And I'm, I'm really happy that we got to do that for these last two tracks. That's cool. And I have to ask about tracking drums um, on your own, by yourself. You don't have someone doing like, you know, like a ghost track, playing along with you, or how did you record drums then? Was it? Did you find it difficult? Did you play to a click? Well, especially with the with the amount of time it takes to really write a song, I really spend a long time just kind of like getting it ingrained into my head. And sometimes, like especially like if I'm not at my house, um, like if the engineer that I'm working with will say like, "Let's do let's do a scratch guitar track," just so you have something to just kind of like have going in your head while you're playing the drums. But especially for Believe It, all of those drums were just to a click, nothing else, just kind of playing, you know, to what I remember in my head. So it really just takes a lot of studying the songs, really making sure that what you want to do on the songs is there and you're ready to do it in that, you know, in that one full take. I usually love to just do one full take and not do many punches just because it really preserves the energy and it really kind of keeps the flow going, so... It's definitely, it's definitely, you know, I definitely love playing, playing drums and recording them, and just it takes a lot to just do it without scratch, but it's definitely a challenge, and I like a challenge. That's cool. Now these two songs, will there be a full length album or an EP at some point that these will go on to? I hope so. We, uh, the Real Revolution, and I have definitely been uh, working on writing songs. And uh, we're, we're hoping that at some point we can turn it into a full-length album. 
just about, you know, financing it, going to the studio, and then post-production, all that type of stuff. But we've definitely been writing. We're playing a lot of new, unreleased songs, especially at our shows. And um, just trying to work them out and really see, you know, how far we can take these songs and, you know, you know, as I was saying before, what could be, what shouldn't be, just kind of picking and choosing what goes in the songs. And uh, it's really, it's, 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 it's taken a while, but I think once, once we really had that package put together, it's really going to be something amazing. Because believe it, I'm really, really happy with how that turned out. And, that's really, and it's really just an EP. It's just a six-song EP, but I really want to make a full-length album just to kind of make that statement and put it out there as, we are the Real Revolution, this is our sound, and we're really happy with these songs. So I hope that at some point we will, but there's no, no concrete plans in the future. That's cool. Are you hoping that, I mean, down the road, that something of yours will be on vinyl? I would love that. I mean, actually, my, I, have my, I have my vinyl collection like right over here, but... Um, I would I would love to have a vinyl record of my stuff just because the art of really making a good album track listing is something that I feel like has been lost, especially with singles. I know I've been releasing singles for a while, but just making a really good you know flow to an album where every song just fits together, and not that every song has to sound the same, but they really just kind of have to have the same consistent quality consistent sounds and it's really just an art that I I really appreciate so I would love I would love to just have you know one of one of my albums you know some some you know put it on vinyl just so it can really just be appreciated for the full yeah. order and how how it should flow so yeah I would love that yeah it's like listening to Zeppelin too you put that on and it just flows, and you're like, yes, you're like, man, this is so good. And every and and then that goes back to me mentioning about listening to John Bonham and John Paul Jones because when I first got that album, that was actually who what I focused on. I listened to the songs, of course, but listening to what they were doing was just to me just blew me away, man. Absolutely. Now. In terms of playing, uh, I believe things are open, really opening up in the U.S., not as much here in Canada yet. Any tour, tour plans? Well, I've been, I've, I've been playing here and there, not quite as much as before, but I've been playing here and there in, in the DFW area since uh, last May. And um, it's been, it was very selective at the start, but especially now, um, especially in Texas, things have really started to get less restricted and we're starting to get more, you know, more freedom with how, how especially with how audiences are allowed to, I guess, behave, behave. at shows. Yeah. And and, they're, and one of the biggest things is that people are able to stand up now and they're able to come to the front of the stage. That's awesome. And that's just something that I've missed for so long just because it's a different energy, and when you're sitting down at a show, you can only move so much, and you can only do, you can only, you know, get into the music so much when you're sitting down. But when you're, when you're standing up, and you and you're as close to the stage as you possibly can be, it's just, it just, the music just flows through you, and you just, you just get all this energy and adrenaline, and it's just, it's amazing. So, I'm definitely hoping that things will keep opening up, but I'm definitely happy with with where it is now and that I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to play in front of people still. Uh, well, I want to thank you for joining me on the show. 
But before I let you go, please tell my listeners where they can find Griffin Tucker and the Real Rock Revolution, and of course, anything related to the band and your music. Absolutely. Uh, my website is griffintuckermusic.rocks. That can that will lead you to any of my social media websites. It's basically like, like basically like a portal just to any any of my social media sites. But Facebook is Griffin Tucker Music. Uh, Twitter is Griffin K Tucker, and same with Instagram. Uh, TikTok, I'm, I am on TikTok. I can never remember my TikTok handle, but I am there. If you search up Griffin Tucker, you you can find me. Um, and my two latest singles with the Real Rock Revolution, Gypsy Woman and Getaway, are both out. You can find them on any streaming services like Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, and YouTube. And if you want to go listen, I would highly recommend you do. I'm really happy with how they with how they turned out, and I hope that you enjoy them. And by the way, Tyson, thank you so much for having me. This was this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Griffin. I uh, I really appreciate you being on, and hopefully, I will see more of you in the future, and you'll be on again, and I'll be hearing Absolutely. more music, man. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, the best of luck. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, you too. Rock on. Okay, rock on. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Who's that gypsy woman? Watch it! 